Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reform welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here again man uh, your favorite podcast right in here live coming through your speakers and your 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 headphones or your bluetooth or whatever you listen to us on and so excited again this week to have another great guest uh, this young lady, I can honestly say, is very busy. I'm always seeing her doing stuff here and there, uh, and was so honored when she gave us opportunity to be on our show. We have Miss Lisa Fields. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing good, Dwayne. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Can't complain. You know, bumping and grinding, trying to get it done for the Lord, like the old folks say. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the invite. I'm but, excited to be a part of the podcast. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we we appreciate you. So we're going to jump right in, Ms. Lisa. I want to, uh, you know, we don't prolong on the bar. We jump right in. We t- knock it out, you know. And uh, first of all, I want you to kind of introduce yourself to people, let them know who you are and, and, and what you got going on. And, and you can even throw in there why I, I invited you on. So um, I am Lisa Fields. As Dwayne said, I am the founder and president of the G3 Project. Um, it's a Christian apologetics organization dedicated to helping um, people know what they believe and why they believe it, and we specifically focus on the black community. And um, so that's a little bit about what I do. I started it my last year of seminary. I graduated um, from the University of North Florida with my degree in communications and religious studies. I then later on went to Liberty University, um, moved to Lynchburg, Virginia, on just sheer faith, knowing this is what God wanted me to do to pursue my Master's of Divinity degree. So my last year of seminary, I started the G3 Project because I noticed there weren't many African Americans um, in the apologetics world, and I feel like representation is very important. And so um, that's the reason I I started it. Um, Yeah, and that's a little bit about uh, 
what the Jude 3 project is and, and why I'm here today. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I've been checking your, your videos and, and, uh, and, and definitely enjoying it. And it's definitely timely. Um, but you know, like, you know, apologetics is definitely something we, we talk about here on the bar. And then also we have a page called uh, Be Not Deceived where we really uh, dive into apologetics. But everybody has an experience that kind of uh, opens their eyes to apologetics. What do you remember that one experience to say, hey, I need to know what I believe and why I believe it. Do you do you recall that that in, in your past? Yes, very vividly. Uh, I tell this story all the time. So I grew up in church. My Good. father's a pastor. Um, and I was taking a New Testament course on the campus of the University of North Florida, which is a state university. And um, so I'm thinking it would be like Sunday school because I, I never really seriously critically questioned my faith because I just grew up in church. So I kind of just right, went with the right. flow. And um, none of my friends, most of my friends grew up in church too. So we all kind of were in the same boat. And so mm-hmm. when I got to college, though, it was a different world. And so um, my first day of New Testament, my professor was saying, I'm going to change everything you think you know about Jesus. And I was like, oh, this is going to be different. And then our, <laughs> our textbook was by Ehrman. So I was really, really ta- challenged on textual criticism, um, just thinking through all of those things, where the Bible comes from, how can, can, can it be trusted? So that was my, I wrestled through that, through that, though. So, my dad introduced me to RZIM, which kind of got me, you know, looking into apologetics. And that's kind of where mm-hmm. where my passion and experience came from. And that's when I really knew that I had to know what I believe and why. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good. You know, I tell my story all the time on here. Uh, when I worked for the school, the ISS teacher was a Hebrew Israelite. And uh, he used to come to my office every day and, like, just drill me with stuff and I had no way of answering it. So everybody has a story. That's awesome that, uh, that you, well, I guess, you know, uh, at the time you didn't think it was awesome, but now you thank God for it because it, it birthed something that, uh, is definitely beneficial to the body. So we appreciate that. So what exactly, uh, the Jude three project, you know, we threw that out there. What exactly is it? I know it's about apologetics. What do you have? What do you, what do you have going on? Uh, how, how can people, you know, I guess find out about it and, and get, get information from you. Okay. Well, uh, most people are like, is it a website? My Facebook page? It's actually, we're a, a 501c3. We're a nonprofit and we do, um, workshops. So, Initially, when we first started, it wasn't the podcast. The podcast came later. We were doing apologetics training for black churches. Mm. And so after from that, um, the uh, that was just local churches here in Jacksonville. And then I was mm-hmm. like, man, a podcast would be helpful. So I started a podcast. And then from that, I just started interviewing people. But I really try to focus on interviewing African-American um, scholars. Uh, because mm-hmm. of the representation component that I believe is so important. And through that, because of the way I'm wired and just the connections I've been able to build, and probably because I've been in church my whole life, I have so many different connections in different black church um, arenas. Mm. So AME, Church of God in Christ, um, Missionary Baptist, Reformed. So I know a lot of these people, so I was, I just started to notice that 
everybody was talking about each other and talking, like, at each other, but nobody was really talking to each other. And mm. so because of that, I thought it was important that we have conversations. So I developed something called Courageous Conversations, where I took scholars from different spheres and had them have conversations on the Google Hangout. So we've had five thus far. The third one we did a little different when we took a we did the black and white. So I did Dr. Otis Moss, which is has a huge church in Chicago. Jeremiah Wright mm-hmm. was a pastor before Otis Moss is a pastor. And so he Jeremiah Wright comes with his own uh sense of uh uh accolades <laughs> and also the controversy from the President Obama thing. But then we had him right. talk to Matt Hall, which is um, Southern Baptist, he's over did the dean at Boyce now, and they talked about racist history of evangelicalism. So just really oh, wow. getting people to talk to each other that wouldn't normally talk, wouldn't cross paths because they're not in the same same circles to have conversations. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the courageous conversation component that I'm very passionate about. In addition to the podcast, um, and we also are on currently on a HBCU tour. We had Clark. Okay. Atlanta and Bethune Cookman, where we talk about white man's religion. That's myself, Show Baraka, and Dr. Vince Brown, too. Um, so that's a little bit about what we offer with the G3 Project. And I'm looking forward to doing more media um, because I think that's really where the battle is, especially um, right. in this day where people are being indoctrinated through videos. So um, that's kind of a little bit about what the G3 okay. Project is about. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, like I said, I've been I've been peeping, been watching um, and 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 you're absolutely correct. You know, media, social media is where a lot of this is going on. A lot of this indoctrination, a lot of these what I call uh, YouTube scholars and uh, Google scholars, you know, uh, those are all present online. And, and it's definitely good to have, you know, uh, good resources, solid resources. Um, and, and actually, I, I've actually shared some of your your stuff with people to to kind of get them going in the right direction. Um, so I guess what has been uh, the response? I mean, I know you say you, you done. Let, well, I guess let's talk about the uh, the HBC tour, because I, I'm a HBC guy myself. I went to Fairville State uh, in North Carolina. And uh, let's talk about that tour. What has been the response um, on on those campuses? Um, students are very receptive. I think they, uh, I think one response that Bethune Pittman really stuck with me, this is the first time I saw myself in Christianity. And I think people want to see themselves reflected. I think art has perpetuated this narrative uh, that, you know, it's a white man's religion because they see the blue-eyed, um, blonde-haired mm-hmm. Jesus. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to see representation. So we, we resent that Dr. Bantu talks about um, the history of Africans in Christianity. It, it allows people to see themselves, and it allows them to give – the tour also gives voice to their concerns, which are valid, like Christianity mm-hmm. and slavery and how slave masters use Christianity to oppress them. So when we affirm those things and those critiques, it helps them to see, okay, there are people who have their credentials um, in, you know, theology and scholarship, but they mm-hmm. still affirm that this this faith is true, but they're still dealing 
critically with the questions that we have, I think it's very refreshing that people are actually right. taking the time to answer their questions and not dismiss them um, and say, right, oh, right. just believe it because, you know, I believe <laughs> it and what, what Jesus has done for me. They're actually, we're yeah. actually critically looking at history and looking at concerns and then talking about, you know, one of the, one of the sections that I do is the contributions of the black church because I think the black church has got a bad rap and I'm very passionate about, you know, defending the, the, efforts and the impact that the black churches has given on our community. So I think it Mm -hmm. helps them to see things in a different way, in a more holistic way um, than they may have seen it before. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. I love it. You know, and that, that is probably the most impressive, I guess the time where they just most, uh, I guess, uh, open or, you know, um, willing to listen and learn at that college age, you know, and that's why it's, it's so heartbreaking to hear professors do like, you know, the one it did for you. And, and actually my first history teacher, you know, told me the book was, uh, the Bible was fables and, and stories and stuff like that, you know, so that's good that you guys are out there on the front line and, and, uh, chopping it up. Definitely, definitely. So you said, uh, your part, is the the church impact uh you know i i know we didn't we didn't pay our our fee or whatever can you give us like a little uh synopsis of that part of the presentation and and what are some of the contributions the black church have has made mm-hmm. um well <laughs> i think one of the one of the major things is this um misconception is the black church just stealing money so we open our, mm. our presentation this is a mix of videos and that's responding to videos by muhammad ali brother polite umar mm. johnson and birth of a nation so we play clips and then we respond to them each in in sections so that's broken up so before i speak the video of umar johnson talking about the black church stealing money plays mm-hmm. and he said what has the black church done with our jesus money it's a viral it's a clip a lot of people have seen it and so I talk about the economic contributions. Dr. Marvin McNichol wrote a book called An Encyclopedia for, for African-American Christian Heritage. That's a great, great resource and a treasure that I think more people should know about. But he talks about just con- just black people that have really contributed black pastors and leaders. William Holmes Borders, I think, is a great example. came from Atlanta as a pastor that rallied and got a lot of people, he held a voter registration rally that was very large in Atlanta. In addition to that, he built a housing complex um, for mm. members. He had was the, had the first credit union in Atlanta sponsored by a church um, to help um, support those who, could, who were not allowed to get loans from regular banks because they had the, the lender uh, laws and restrictions mm-hmm. that kind of systemically um, tried to hold people back, African-Americans, not giving money to black people. You know, we still have those kinds of issues today. So the church was meeting the social needs and the economic needs of the community. In addition to that, because William Holmes Borders' children were medical doctors, they opened a free clinic at the church to give free medical care to those who couldn't receive it. So those are things that took has taken place. Even Dr. McNichol himself, when he was a pastor in Cleveland, Ohio, um, he was noticing that soldiers, the soldiers that came back weren't able to receive home loans. So they developed a credit union 
that helped with the home loans for those who uh, couldn't receive it in the in mm. the Cleveland area. And so those are just countless ways. There's a pastor, and um, we had him on Bishop McLaughlin that pastors a church in Jacksonville. He has two um, major um, restaurants that are the soul food bistros that are staples in, in Jacksonville, Florida, that are very popular. You celebrities come to, but he employs uh, those, the unemployable. So if wow. you go there, a lot of, um, a lot of people who are ex-cons are employed there. Mm-hmm. So he created businesses to help employ the unemployable. So there's just so much that black people are, have done black churches have done for our communities that sometimes go unnoticed. Um, right. And so I kind of just lift those examples up in the presentation. Mm-hmm. And I, and I say it contributions of black churches because not every church is doing it, but there are a vast majority that are doing the work. Um, right. In communities. Right. Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm glad you said that last part, because first thing I thought about was, you know, all the misrepresentations that we see. And usually those are the ones that get the TV spotlight and, you know, the, the televangelists and the, the late night on BET, you know, guys that be screaming and stuff. So with, with that, I guess, uh, out there, do do you address that side of it? Like, you know, um, those guys, you know, this may be happening in some places, but not happening in all places or just kind of, stick with the positive side and what what's actually really going on. I address the negative too, but I, I try to point out that when you see people on TV, what do, what are you seeing? Like eight, nine or 10 examples. There are in Jacksonville mm-hmm. alone over 2000 churches. So, wow. and you're talking about nine people out of the U S that are represented mm-hmm. on TV. So it's disproportionate to you may make those mm-hmm. claims from the nine to 10 people you see on TV when there are thousands of churches just in one city, you know, mm. and I don't yeah. know how many cities are across the U S. So we, it's right. like that, again, um, half of those are, are called, are Caucasian individuals, but we don't make, the, mm-hmm. we don't paint that brush with the same sometimes right. for white churches. And it, you know, to be, to be fair that white churches, like, you know, your Creflo's got his theology from Kenneth, Kenneth Hagin. So he got that from white people. So, you know, if we want mm-hmm. to, we could say the, the prosperity gospel is a, a white construct um, from white prosperity teachers um, based off capitalism. So, wow. you know, we have to be fair in our assessment of, of these things. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that that's a good point, you know, especially with the, uh, you know, only nine and thousands and thousands of church. That's definitely a good point. You know, and it's sad that those nine, you know, get a lot of attention and are pretty much uh, made broad or, you know, made like they are the the representation of the rest of the body. That's very, very unfortunate. Um, so um, uh, let's see. I guess what what do you see? Well, actually, before I go to that question, I got a question. This kind of I'm put it on the air, but it's kind of like I want to know for myself. With Jude three, do you guys do like uh, workshops like at churches? I know you say I mean, I think I heard you say that before and you did it in your area. Do you guys travel with the, the church workshops as well? Or is that 
something that's just with the HBC or how does that work? Yeah, we have it on our site for, um, we haven't done one in a while because I don't know if the churches know we offer that. Um, but we do mm-hmm. have a workshop where you can book a Jewelry workshop and bring it to your church. Um, so oh. we also are working on a curriculum specifically mm-hmm. tailored to apologetics in the black church context. So hopefully gotcha. it, as we progress, the workshop, you could bring the workshop to us, but also in the curriculum, it's kind of like you could bring the workshop. You could have the workshop, and it's something that a small group can can utilize as well. Right, right, right. It's a book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah that that actually that that would be great because you know you can't be in a lot of places. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess as far as uh, let's say a mixed mixed congregation. Um, that wanted this same uh, workshop or training, you know, uh, I guess, do you handle that different or, you know, cause I'd be honest a lot, a lot, like maybe most of my listeners are, are Caucasians and uh, those, those, you know, a lot of brothers that I, that I rock with on, on Facebook and stuff. And they even, they even might want to know some of this stuff. How, how does that, does, does that play a part in, you know, uh, the material or the booking or anything like that? No, it's it's open to everyone. We just kind of focus, mm-hmm. like, the materials um, to kind of, like, as far as illustrations and stuff that would connect to okay. uh, a black demographic. But, you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's universal. Um, right. But we try to kind of make, make sure the illustrations are culturally related to things. So I think, but I think it's not too far off that anybody would miss it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That that was for my. I, there's a lot, I have a lot of white pastors that that I, I rock with that listen to this show. So that was for them. They might want to bring you in and uh, do something because they they are definitely interested in you know um, uh, making that connection and then even learning and knowing you know uh, some of the I guess stigmas that's out there because a lot a lot of these guys don't know you know, they're not aware or, you know, it, it was n- nothing, nothing they had to deal with or, you know, uh, and even as a brother in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, um, he's actually uh, uh, discipling a, a fella that, um, that, that actually uh, is getting approached with, you know, the Hebrew Israelite stuff. And, and he's asking, you know, he's looking for resources as well. So, you know, that's definitely good to know. So what can we expect I guess going forward with the the Jude Three project, you know, what are some of the things that you want to see happen? Uh, what are some of the things you have on the horizon? If you don't mind sharing, you know, some people like their stuff exclusive. <laughs> um, well, yeah, definitely trying to continue with the the HBCU tour. Our goal, um, it's a pretty ambitious goal, but hopefully we can reach it. Is to do two ten more schools by the end of the year. So. We did like a test run in the spring, but in the fall, we're trying to hit at least 10 schools um, mm-hmm. with the panel. Um, just more media, more videos. Tomorrow I'm going to shoot a video series um, called um, Questions for God, and I'm doing it with some mm-hmm. guys who were, uh, they were at Rishi, but they turned their, their life around, and they're doing a lot of work in the in the high school locally. So they've been to meet. Uh, they've been on the Hill to testify before before Congress. They met President Obama. 
So they've done a mm-hmm. lot. And so, but I want to talk to them about, they've been through a lot of trauma. Some of them are homeless. Some them, they are living in extreme poverty. Them, what are the questions they have for God? Because sometimes we kind of have engaging conversations with college students and quote unquote intellectuals. Uh, and we miss the people that are really, really living in, in very traumatic conditions and how mm-hmm. they process that and how they see faith. So that'll be out next week, just seeing like candid conversations with these with these students to see where they where they're at with faith in, in regards to their trauma, kind of the problem of evil in a sense. Um and gotcha. um in addition, curriculum, working on some more media stuff, um, hopefully a partnership with Dr. Marvin McNichol to turn this book into like a some some videos where we highlight the work that he's done in capturing the uh, the rich African American Christian heritage. So mm-hmm. that's some of the stuff we have on the horizon. Okay, sounds good. Sounds awesome. Uh, definitely look forward to uh, to checking it out. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. So right here, I'm gonna take a quick commercial break to uh, for one of our um, network. Uh, supporters, uh, part of the Perform Pubcast. We're going to take a break right here. Reginald, quick, what's your favorite podcast? The Reformed Pubcast. Uh, what's your second favorite? Calvinist, Batman, and Friends. Chris, I don't think he understands the point of advertising. Well, another good podcast is The Rugged Marriage. It's our podcast where we talk practically and biblically about what it means when two sinful people say, I do. Check out the new episodes every Monday and learn with us as we discuss marriage, life, death, sin, and everything in between. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And stay rugged, my friends. And we're back. And I know you didn't go anywhere because this is just a podcast. And we have Miss Lisa Fields, uh, founder of the Jude 3 Project. Uh, and this has been an awesome time. And I, I really appreciate her taking time out of schedule and actually pausing on her lunch. Uh, she was picking it up as we started. <laughs> like, I mean, put you out there like that. My bad. My bad. I, I'm funny oh, like that. Good. But anyway, <laughs> she paused on her lunch just to. Uh, to uh to get on on the phone with us and 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 bless us with some time and uh definitely definitely enjoyed it definitely a lot going on i i really salute you sister for you know uh putting the putting the grind out there man and put the plow and going at it and um and you know at the bar we don't stay in here long we 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 hit our high spots and we out of here so what i like to do on the back end is ask what i consider uh, fun question. These are kind of like the the bar signature questions. Uh, and the first one uh, is what kind of music do you listen to? And I'm sure there's some show Barack in there because you're hanging out with him. So you got to at least say his name. But what do you listen to, Miss <laughs> Lisa? Um, I like I like so I like all kinds of music. I like regular. Good. I'm not so much a fan of Christian hip hop as of late. I would rather listen to regular hip hop. Uh, and I like old school R and B, and I like when I listen mm-hmm. to gospel music. I like to listen to churchy gospel music. So Clark, yeah. Church, the Winans Choirs. That's kind of how I. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of music I listen to. So it, it could be anything <laughs> from a, I could go from Jay Z to Anita Baker to uh, Lauren Hill to. Yeah, you better uh, get on my playlist. 
<laughs> you better, you better yeah, get on my playlist. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. You know, yeah, that old school, old school gospel, man. Make it just make it feel like Sunday morning, man. I I love that too. Um, you know, but you know, definitely, uh, you gotta, you gotta. I gotta put you on some, some, some real Christian hip hop. You know, Show Brock. That's that's my dude. I like him. So I, I love shout Joe. out Show Brock. I'm, I'm a fan. I've been a yeah. yeah I'm a fan. Uh, but okay, all right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we we gonna put like, you on I'm some not, real. I don't not like Christian hip hop. I like it, but it's not like my go to. I got you. I got you. I got you. That's a. <laughs> hey. To each his own, to each his own. That's real. I respect that. But uh, definitely, definitely. So as far as uh, podcasts or sermons, what what do you listen to? Is there like a, a certain, I guess, thing you tune into or, or is there? There might not be. You do enough yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, RZIM podcast, RZIM. I like, um, I like. I listen to a lot of Alfred Street sermons, Dr. Howard John Wesley, um, mm-hmm. my church, um, Grace International, which is my dad. Which is, I listen to his sermon because he's my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you better. Um, yeah. Uh, it may sound, I, I enjoy Darius Daniels. I like um, Charlie Dates. Um, Mm, some sometimes I like I, well I I rather read read and read like Johnny Mac and John Piper I like to read them gotcha um gotcha that's legit um yeah so yeah those those are some some okay. people so people I, I I'm rock surprised with. no uh no dividing line no James White Miss Apologetics <laughs> uh yeah I, I like uh RZIM I I like RC Scroll. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. I got you. Hey, that's right. that's real. <laughs> yeah, but no shit to all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, you know, um, Doctor White. You know, he kind of really blew up uh, in the in the black community whenever he debated or somewhat debated that Hebrew Israelite, and it was it was a massacre. It wasn't really a debate. But um yeah, a lot of people tune in, start tuning into Dividing Line and yeah, that's that's one of my go to's for sure. Um but yeah, that's dope. So on the way out, ma'am, um I want you to take this opportunity to uh address my folks, any and everything you want to tell them. Um all your contacts, all your mediums, all your material everything put it out there i'm gonna give you the space to do that right here all right thank you so much Dorian. i just want to thank you again for having me um on the bar i really really appreciate it so i appreciate the time and the invite i'm honored to be at um you can check us out at ju3project.com and that's the number three you can subscribe to our podcast on itunes google play stitcher we also have an app that I forgot about. It's a Bible engagement app in partnership with Back to the Bible, and you take a uh, assessment, and it sends you um, it sends you scriptures based on your 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 struggles and what you're going through, and it helps you walk through those things. Um, so it's really wow. cool. It's called the Jude Three Project app. It's on Google Play and on um, iTunes. Um, shout out to Back to the Bible for partnering with us on that. 
Um, and so you can you can subscribe on iTunes um, to the podcast, and you could also get the app. And the app is the podcast is also a link in the app as well. So I guess if you download the app, you have the podcast as well. Um, yeah, just keep up with us on social media at Jesus Project on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, all our all our podcasts now are also Hangout, so you can watch them or listen to them. So yeah, check us out and and remember to know what you believe and why you believe it, and really get up on the contributions of Africans um, to Christianity and African Americans, um, and really, really, really get into into that and read and know and study as much as you can. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you again, ma'am, for your time. Uh, definitely check it out. I, you know, I downloaded the Jude three app, uh, actually might've been this week and I hadn't had a chance to look at it, but I definitely got to look at it. I like that whole concept of, uh, sending you stuff that you didn't score high on. That's pretty dope. I'm, I'm all about that. So, uh, good stuff. All right, y'all. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the bar uh, here every week doing it. How we doing it? Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the bar underscore podcast. And also find us on Facebook. All you got to do is hit the at sign biblical reform or search biblical reform and you'll find us there. Um, let me see. There is definitely an announcement. And here it is. Um, if you want the bar T-shirts. Uh, hit us up in the inbox. We'll hook you up. The campaign is officially over, but if you would like, still like a bar t-shirt so you can rock that nice gear, hit us up. Uh, also, leave us a five-star review. Uh, anything else, man, y'all just hit your boy up, Dwayne, and we'll check y'all next time. Grace and peace. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there